Hey, this is Paul Durbin. I'm the pastor of Belay Church in Boulder, Colorado, and this is our podcast. I pray today's content equips you to reach higher heights and help others do the same. Thanks so much for joining us today. In John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. You see, when we come to faith in Jesus, a mystery takes place. We are now in him, and at the same time, he is in us. And we've been dwelling on this reality for the last several talks by looking at the last several chapters of Acts. And we've seen how Paul, because of the transformation that comes with Jesus in me, has gone from a persecutor of the body of Jesus to a builder of the body of Christ. And this talk will focus on chapter 28, the final chapter. And I love this one because it reminds me that Jesus in me is my provider. Well, what does that mean? Well, he provides things like favor, healing, salvation, resources, encouragement, opportunity, and stamina. But before we look at those more closely, here's a little background. The Apostle Paul has been arrested because of his faith in Jesus. Upon that arrest, Paul appeals to Caesar, which means he has to take a boat ride across the Mediterranean to see Caesar. On that trip, everything that can go wrong did go wrong. But eventually the ship ran aground on an island. And that's when Paul began to discover this truth. Jesus in me is my provider. And here's the first provision. Jesus in me provides favor. Look all through the book of Acts and you'll discover it's story after story of God's people talking to people they shouldn't get to talk to, saying things they shouldn't get to say, and living through situations they shouldn't get to live through, or they shouldn't live through. Why? Well, they have God's favor, which by definition is an overgenerous, preferential treatment, an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. Let me tell you something I do nearly every day. I pray for God's favor on myself, my kids, um, Patty, my wife, our neighbors, and our and our businesses that we the businesses that we enter, anything that comes to mind, I pray for God's favor and, and His blessings to rest on it. Look at verse one of chapter twenty-eight. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Listen, if a boat load of hungry prisoners and soldiers crashes onto your little island nation. Unless God's favor is at work, most people would not show unusual kindness and favor. But with Jesus on the inside of Paul, the whole group is shown unnatural favor. And I believe that's what happens when we have Jesus on the inside. All right. Now here's the second provision. The second provision. Jesus in me provides healing. When I led a church in Beijing, China, we had a guest speaker who spoke to us about supernatural healing. After the meeting, I received an encouraging email from a good friend who attended the service. Listen to what she wrote. Thank you to those who know about my heart condition and have been praying for me. I have been concerned for a while because my arrhythmia has gotten worse and the doctors have recommended an ablation, an invasive heart procedure to fix it. On Monday, I did a test and the results were miraculous. The number of skip beats has reduced dramatically from 39,000, which is very high and made the doctors recommended the procedure, down to 6,000. This means they will monitor me and I don't need the procedure. The doctors didn't think it was possible, but God has done the impossible. 
You know, God has been doing this for thousands of years. Let's look again at Acts 28, starting in verse 3. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself onto his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer. For though he escaped the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after praying, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. Now notice what happened in those few verses. First, Paul is miraculously healed from a deadly snake bite. Second, the father of the top official on the island is healed. Third, everyone on the island who was sick was healed. Aren't you glad that the Jesus who lives in you is the same Jesus that heals you? Romans chapter 8 says, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Listen to this. If God spoke life to your spirit at salvation, forgiving your sin, changing your destiny, then He can just as well speak life to your soul, healing your mind, will, emotions, and he can also speak life to your body, healing and restoring you to perfect health. Now here's the third provision. Jesus in me provides salvation. When Paul prayed for the people of the island to be healed, we know the results. Everyone was healed. But it doesn't say anything about the eternal results. However, if you look at history, it tells you that the whole island received Jesus as Lord, and it's maintained a Christian foundation for the past 2,000 years. In Malta today, about 90% claim to be believers, and it's one of the 15 nations in the world that consider Christianity to be the state religion. Now, how did all that come about? It started with a journey where it seemed like God was absent. And contrary to appearances, God was present. He took a seemingly bad situation and turned it around for good, providing the Apostle Paul with a platform to bring the gospel of salvation to everyone on the island. All right, here's the fourth provision. Jesus in me provides resources. When we sensed God calling us to Boulder, we had well-meaning friends and acquaintances tell us we would never be able to actually live in Boulder. They told us that housing is just too expensive, and they suggested we find a place just outside of Boulder where housing would be more affordable. Patty, however, would always respond with, All we know is that God has called us to live in Boulder, so if He wants us to live there, He'll find a way for us to live there. Long story short, a couple from our church in Beijing said they wanted to buy a home in Boulder as an investment for them, but more importantly, to provide a ministry base for us. And it's reinforced one simple truth to me. Jesus in me provides. Let's look at Acts 28. 
They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with supplies we needed. After three months, we put out to sea in a ship that we had wintered in that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods Castor and Pollux. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived at Regium. The next day, the south wind came up, and on the following day, we reached Thule. There we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. Look at the resources God provided. A ship, supplies for the journey, and free lodging when they landed. All right, now here's the fifth provision. Jesus in me provides encouragement. Verse 15 of chapter 28 says, The brothers and sisters there had heard that we were coming, and they traveled as far as the Forum of Apius and the Three Taverns to meet us. At the sight of these people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. You know what? Sometimes all you need to see is a familiar face. You don't need another talk, good book, online worship service, podcast, or worship song. You just need a familiar face. When we lived in China, Patty and I would take our family to Thailand once a year for a family vacation. One year, as we were checking into our hotel, and there's a lot of hotels in Thailand, we ended up bumping into the worship pastor from our church. We both made plans for the same hotel without even knowing about it. And you know how it goes. When you work together, sometimes you don't have as much chance to simply hang out like you wish you could. Well, God gave us the chance to hang out with our worship pastor and his wife in Thailand. And I have other stories just like that. And you probably do too. And you know, how does God even do this? How does he coordinate our schedules so we end up coincidentally bumping into an old friend or an acquaintance? And I think it's simple. Jesus in me provides encouragement. Here's the sixth provision. Jesus in me provides opportunity. We can't forget that Paul is on a mission to spread the good news of salvation. And because he has this mission, he's also concerned that the news about him will reach a place before he does. Because if that happens, it might hurt his opportunity to share. Verse 17 says, Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the custom of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It's because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of our people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning until evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets. He tried to persuade them about Jesus. A few months ago, the idea of serving as a chaplain for the Boulder, police, for the Boulder police Department crossed my mind. I didn't know if they needed a chaplain or what, so I sent off an email. Less than a day later, I get an email response that says, Hey, Paul, you have, you have some good timing. We're in the process of starting a new program in Boulder. 
let's find some time to connect. You see, God knows why he brought us to Boulder, and he opens up doors of opportunity just as they're needed. And I believe he'll do the same for you for whatever task he's called you to. The last provision we're going to mention is this. Jesus in me provides stamina. Sometimes a task before us can seem just too big. You know, raising a family, maintaining a healthy marriage, being consistent at work, holding it together, isolating yourself at home during a global pandemic. And whatever it is, Jesus in me provides stamina. Let's continue the story. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed amongst themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their eyes, and they have closed their eyes. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Now, this is the last paragraph in the book of Acts, but Paul is nowhere near the completion of his ministry. You see, he would go on to write more books of the Bible and make incredible journeys across the ancient world, preaching the good news of Jesus. And, you know, Patty and I thought we'd be in China forever. We never dreamed he had another assignment for us, but he did. And he'll give us the stamina we need to accomplish it. Paul once wrote, to the, wrote this to the Philippians. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. We begin with this question. What does it mean for Jesus in me to be my provider? And as we've looked at Acts 28, we've discovered seven provisions. Favor, healing, salvation, resources, encouragement, opportunity, and stamina. What do you need God to do for you today? Press into Him. He has more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. Thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, and visit us online at belay.church or on social media at Belay Church. Let's reach higher heights and help others do the same.